from Landgrant <laughs> Brewing Company, Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Land Grant University presents Beers with the Brewers podcast. My name is Eric, and I am joined today by a whole host of new guests on the show. But first off, uh, we also have our head brewer, Dan Schaefer, here. Ahoy. And uh, we have with us today on the podcast uh, guests from Combustion Brewing Company. We have here Grant Anklem, head brewer. Say hi. Hello. Uh, Keith Jackson is the owner of Combustion. He's here with us today as well. Hey, everybody. And in the fifth seat, uh, Nathan McKinley, uh, sales director of Origin Malts. Hello, hello. And today, guys, we are talking about a beer, a collaboration beer that Lang Grant did with Combustion. It's called Vapor Cone. It is light. It is bready. It is, uh, well, we're calling it a state-of-the-art pale ale. I'm going to let Dan get to a lot of the details about the beer. But before we get to that, I'd like to... Keith, Grant, do you guys talk a little bit about combustion and uh, introduce yourselves and tell our listeners a little bit about your brewery? Yeah, thanks. Um, first of all, super excited to be here doing this. Uh, something new for us, and that's one of the great things about doing a collaboration. Uh, so combustion um, is you know, a small family-owned brewery in Columbus. Uh, we have a location, in, a brewery and taproom location in Pickerington, and then recently just opened in Clintonville. Um, we're dead set focused on quality, freshness, uh, balance, and drinkability of our beers and ciders. We make cider as well. Um, and, you know, like the experience to it, combustion is big for us. We don't distribute our beer. Um, we, we keep it in the tap room. We package some of our products in four, uh, four pack, 16 ounce cans. Um, so this is cool because this gets our beer out a little bit further, which is really, really exciting. Um. And just a little bit about kind of combustion, how it got started. So I started off working at Columbus Brewing Company uh, in 2009. I was there for about three years, uh, <clears throat> then took on a head brewer position at Gordon Biersch. Uh, I was there for about five years, and during that time, that's when combustion kind of started taking you know, shape. Uh, when I was at Columbus Brewing Company, uh, Grant came on as well. So Grant and I worked together there for a couple years. Um, and so once combustion got going, I kind of, Grant and I stayed friends throughout the process, you know, over the, over the years and uh, kind of came back together, reunited, and uh, he came on like right about when we opened and uh, has, you know, the rest is history and it's been a lot of fun, so. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, have been out to your guys' tap room in Pickerington. You guys have an awesome location out there. I have not been to the new tap room though in Clintonville. How's that been going for you guys since you guys opened up there? Uh, that's been going great. Um, the community picked up to us pretty pretty easily and uh, open arms so like making beer two different locations two different kind of demographics bunch of different beers and ciders going out from each location so it's been great awesome. back back to uh when i was at cbc that's where i met victor so it's kind of like a full circle to kind of all come back together so i should have introduced victor at the top of the show he's not mic'd up but he is our <laughs> head of production here at lang grant he's our new head of production and uh he's sitting in on the session with us so uh if he uh s- says something uh we'll make sure to give him a mic but 
Right now, he's just enjoying a nice cold vapor cone. Speaking of vapor cone, Dan, do you want to take away uh, some of the details, the facts, the ingredients of what this beer is, and then we can talk a little bit about how we collaborated with oh, Combustion? Sure. I love facts and ingredients. Um, so, 5.5% uh, ABV, 28-ish IBUs. Uh, we did um, some Cascade T90s, and then sort of the... I want to say the star of the show because there's a lot going on here. Uh, we did uh, fresh frozen uh, cascades at Whirlpool. Uh, so those are fresh hops that have been picked fresh out of the field and then flash frozen to sort of lock in all of the uh, fresh hop character that you would normally get uh, if you were doing a, a fresh hop beer around harvest time. Uh, so that was super cool, something we had not done before. Uh, on the malt side, we um, went 50-50 of our Silo Malt Europe Pills and um, half uh, Origin Brewers Malt, uh, which, I don't know, I really liked how that combo came out. It's, um, it's, it just as a generalization, um, like most domestic pills, I think has more of like a cereal flake character, and uh, I think the, the Origin stuff is a little bit more um, bready. Uh, with that sort of, I get that impression anyway from uh, from UK malts, and I, I certainly pick that up in theirs. And uh, then we used something else we hadn't done before: um, Malt Europe's uh, steamed Crystal Forty. Uh, so, Crystal malts and hoppy beers can have sort of an oxidizing effect. That's uh, why they've largely gone out of favor. Uh, but the uh, steam process that they have uh, for certain crystal malts now sort of uh, mitigates that. So we thought we'd throw that in there, having not used it before. And um, last, we've, we've been kicking around some thialized strains in our uh, brew house. And um, we use Star Party, which is uh, Omega's Chico, Chico strain. Uh, and we go back and uh, touch on this again. But um, thialized is... Um, there are precursors in malt and hops that are flavor inactive, uh, but certain yeast strains can cleave them off and produce flavors like uh, guava, passion fruit, and certainly like a jammy um, grape flavor. So all that stuff mushed together and you get this awesome pale ale, which, um, yeah, I think the we're trying to do basically uh, you know, the classic progenitor of the style being Sierra Nevada Pale Ale and doing, like, that with, you know, a little bit of zhuzh in it. So, there you go. You mentioned the Origin Malt. We have Nathan here from Origin Malt. Nathan, can you tell us how you got involved with this project? Uh, yeah, thank you for having me today. Um, Origin Malt, we're a, we're a local malt company here in Columbus, Ohio. We grow a, um, a winter variety of barley called Puffin which Dan alluded to, uh, the UK. So it has a uh, direct lineage back to the UK through, uh, um, golden promise and, um, um, oh, geez. Uh, Maris. Yeah. Maris Otter. Jeez. There you go. Yeah. Been a long day, long week. It's all right. It's Friday. Recording uh, yeah. Friday before this comes out Thursday. Um, so we're, a. We're kind of a little little smaller kernel than you would see in spring barley. Um, and being grown here in Ohio, uh, we can only really grow a winter, winter variety. So I think that was kind of important to these guys um, in choosing something a little bit more local. Um, and 
you know, we work with a number of brewers around Columbus, um, in Central Ohio and, and all around Ohio, uh, because we grow we grow this uh, variety uh, here in Ohio with farmers, and um, yeah, I think it's kind of an important part of the whole the whole the whole plan of of kind of um, cutting a lot of the supply chain out um, and uh, making it easier for for brewers here to get their get their malt in a quick and efficient way and and keep keep costs as low as they possibly can. Awesome. Well. Guys, I've been drinking this like crazy. I just keep going after sip, after sip. This is my, uh, actually my only, my second pint of Vapor Cone since uh, it's been packaged. And I love this beer. How are you guys enjoying it so far? It's fantastic. Is this exactly what you guys were going for? Yeah. Um, I was just thinking of it as I was taking a sip as I think we nailed it. It's, um, it's familiar yet totally new at the same time. I, it tastes like a pale ale. It finishes like a pale ale, but that first sip and that first aroma are like something I've never had before, so it's kind of new aged, but yet very familiar. Awesome, yeah. I, I so we do something on this podcast, beers of the brewers, every week. You guys may not know, but it's called uh, "How Crushable Is This Beer?" So imagine yourself at home with a six pack of Vapor Cone. How many of these are you going to crush responsibly in a session? Now, responsibly being you have an Uber driver to take you to the next location, or you're heading straight to bed. Uh, but if you're at home chilling with a six-pack of vapor cone, where does this rank on the crushability scale on a uh, measure of one to six? Let's start with you, Nathan. Go around the horn here. Well, this is my second one while sitting here, so I mean, I think it's pretty, pretty crushable while uh, sitting easy. here. I think if I was sitting at home, uh, yeah, I could probably take uh, maybe three or four of these down quite easily. Keith? Yeah, I'm about the same place as you. I mean, I probably about 15 years ago i'd say six i'd yeah. say now more than four. <laughs> three four is probably where i'm at i'm locking those both in at four by the way i'm gonna go with a four all right if i if i got nothing to do the next day in the house to myself i'm going all six but four fair enough dan being the degenerate that i am i'm gonna just throw a six out there um i knew that we were in trouble when um we we Hopefully, having a, a nice run will um, tend to have a few, very few, uh, low fills over um, uh, by the exit door. And uh, I knew when these disappeared shortly after we packaged it that uh, we had a winner on our hands. So I'm going to say six. Yeah, I'm a degenerate like Dan. This is a, an easy six for me. Uh, yeah, compared to a lot of the other beers that uh, we've been putting out lately, we've been putting out a lot of heavy like West Coast IPAs and cold IPAs, which are also great. But this just drinks so much easier uh, right now than, than some of those a little bit harsher IBU beers or higher ABV beers that we've been putting out. So, Is Dan ever not a six? Rarely. Dan Dan likes to hit I'm that six. I'm a reasonable human game. being. He is. <laughs> he is. Mostly. <laughs> Well, we'll lock it in then. I think that we'll do the math on that later. But <laughs> usually uh, Walt's here with his uh, calculator figuring all that math out. I don't have time for that. I was pleasantly surprised how dank this was for being a 5.5% pale yeah. ale. Yeah, it is. It's got a great hop character underneath the uh, like kind of like that breadiness. Uh, well, guys, can we talk a little bit about, actually, well, we do have a question from a listener that kind of was going to lead into what I was about to ask. So we'll start with uh, Matt C. from Facebook, who DM'd us. He said, when brewers team up to do collaboration, how do you decide where to start? Do you start with a style, ingredients, or an idea? How did you guys come to this collab specifically? I think the first place is just to open a beer. Yeah, start there. Did you say open a beer? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we put back a couple when we discussed this one. Um, 
I don't know. I think that's the beauty of a collab is everybody just starts throwing stuff out there, throwing at the wall until something sticks, and then naturally we all just kind of jump on it. Well, we wind it a little bit for me. Let's uh, talk about it like it's a first date. Who 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 reached out to who? How did you guys meet? I think Victor reached out to me. He must have missed me or something. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> and was the idea always then to do a, a pale ale? That was actually... Uh, uh, that went back to, uh, I believe, 2019. It was either, I can't remember, December or, um, I'll leave that quarter alone, uh, December or January uh, of that winter, where we were having the meeting for the collab beer for um, uh, the next, um, what the hell was that, Dan? It's the OCBA collab. Thank you. Um, brain froze there for a second. Um, and, well, of course, you know, we usually do, like, whatever trendy style is uh, is the next hot thing. So, we, of course, we were doing a, a, a hazy IPA. And I distinctly remember Keith saying, can't we just do a pale ale? And uh, he was so despondent. And I could see the desperation in his voice. <laughs> so, I knew immediately that when we were doing this collab, we had to, we had to do a pale ale. Keith, is that your uh, preferred style? Sorry. Not necessarily, but I appreciate uh, going back to that. No, it, when so <clears throat> I think the hazies. It took me a while to really kind of a, get in on board with hazy uh, beers because of the the visual. Um, since I've known beer, been involved in making beer, made beer, um, the goal is almost always to, to make it crisp, clear, you know, and, and the idea is, you know, making it brilliantly clear. Um, so outside of a few choice styles, you know, as in, you know, German style Hefeweizen where you're looking for a haze, you know, specifically. So um, for some reason or another, I just kind of took me a long time to accept that hazy yeah. IPAs were a thing. And, um, now I'm on board. I, I like them. I still think they look bad, but they taste really good, and I can I can definitely get on board with that. So um, at that time, I was still in that like kind of denial stage, <laughs> and I do remember uh, I do remember that moment specifically because I remember coming to the meeting thinking like this is what I'm, I w- I want to see if we can turn the page and, yeah. and not do a hazy, but um, it it made sense and it it was the right choice. I mean. You know that that is what's you know driving craft beer now. So it and and it was at the time kind of like, you know, it made a lot of sense. So, um, th- yeah, it's it's funny, and I, I love the fact that you you recall that, and and we went back to that. And um, honestly, I mean, when it came up, like Sierra Nevada, I, I wore the hat to, to for, for that reason. Is you know, pale ale is kind of that's that is the. I still remember the first time I had a Sierra Nevada Paleo, and I'm sure most people yeah, here do. It, absolutely. It kind of is a shockingly good, refreshing, mm-hmm. delicious beer. And um, so to do something kind of in that vein was, was really cool. And, and uh, you know, Dan kind of nailed it when, when he came up with this idea and kind of like how to go about it. So really Dan kind of like drove the, the idea process and, and kind of where he wanted to take it. And, um, we, we all jumped on board real quick at Combustion and, um, you know, kind of started just kind of brainstorming kind of like the, the initial, you know, the, the final output type thing. So, 
Well, talk to me a little bit more about what the process looks like for me, myself and the listeners who uh, don't brew. Uh, like, what, who contributes what in a collaboration? Is it always the same? Is it always kind of split 50-50? Like, what does it kind of look like in practice? Well, I'll just throw out Dan kind of brought up the, that, you know, his approach to a collab is like, you know, if you're the first one with a good idea, you know, you can, yeah. <laughs> you can run with it. Uh, so he, he brought to the table a fully, pretty fleshed out idea here. So, um once that happened, it was kind of just like starting to put all the pieces together and all our opinions together at the same time. Oh, cool. Um, which came together at Combustion Clintonville over several several pints. Um, and so that was, you know, it starts off just a bunch of, you know, talking about the beer and kind of like catching up and stuff. And then, you know, there was, you know, we, we dug into like specifically like what the color's going to be, the the malts, the, you know, which hops were going to be used. Victor started, I think he's the one that started talking about the fresh frozen as an idea and bringing in different, you know, you know, we, we just kind of all kind of talked through it. And, you know, by the end, it feels, it feels like we had a pretty good agreement about what we wanted. And from there, it was just kind of hanging out. So we, you know, which I think this is one of, you know, funnest collabs that I've been a part of. We've been able to like collab on, several different ways you know it's you know it's a brewery side a creative side um doing something like this is really cool um so it's been a lot of fun and and i think that that's the whole point is to kind of like one have fun and two you know like kind of share share knowledge and kind of get together on it yeah come up with a awesome final product my, my wife is a teacher and every time she grieves i i feel so lucky that all i'm doing is serving people beer that's what we're doing right if we're not having fun making and serving beer you know the, the consequences are, are not that that dire it's uh we're not nobody's lives are in our hands which is very freeing and opens up a lot of uh, room for experimentation and having fun so well cheers to you guys this beer turned out awesome thank you so much for uh being a part of it and contributing and the collaboration turned out really really successful i think what do you guys got going on at cl- uh, Combustion these days? Anything exciting you guys want to share with the listeners? Any new beers, any events, anything happening over there? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we've got um, several new beers coming out. We've got our Peltonia Pilsner coming out, which is one of our, you know, my favorite beers. I'm pretty sure it's one of Grant's, too. Um, we we donate uh, part of the proceeds to Pelotonia uh, in the fight to beat cancer. Um that's coming out. We've got our uh, MyBot coming out here in a couple of weeks, I believe. Um, and then we have our sixth anniversary party coming up on April 15th in Pickerington, uh, which is, of course, a very big deal for us. And it's, you know, last year felt really good to kind of get away from the pandemic and yeah. have it be a full-fledged anniversary party again. So we're excited to, to do that again, which in Pickerington we've got... Uh, We've got a large tap room, outdoor space, and then a second floor, too, and everything will be open with, with uh, live music happening all at the same time, four, four food trucks, I believe. So it's, it's a pretty big event if anybody wants to check it out. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely. I usually joke that I don't roll outside of 270, but I think I'll make, a, I'll make an exception for that. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I'm going to go down and run down a little bit of events of what's going on in our tap room here in the next week. Uh, we'll go, and we'll make this brief because I don't want to keep you guys here too long, but I'm glad you guys are staying and enjoying some pints with me. Uh, but what's happening at Langrant uh, this week? So, and we got to think ahead here because we are recording 
on Friday, but this comes out on Thursday. So Saturday, as you are hearing this, the crew will be playing DC United at 7.30. So make sure you come on down to the tap room and watch the game with us. We will have it on with the sound in the tap room and outside weather permitting. Sunday is Easter Sunday. Ray Rays will be closed on Easter Sunday, but we will be open normal hours, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., and so will Mikey's Late Night Slice serving hot, delicious slices of pizza. So come on down for some of that. Bring the fam or friends, or if you're all by yourself and need some, some friends at the bar to keep you company on Easter, we will be here serving up fresh pints of vapor cone and other beers. Uh, the Masters final round will also be on the TVs that afternoon. Every Tuesday night in April, we have our resident host, Travis Hobisher, uh, doing trivia. And he's uh, actually, the month of April, he's, he's transitioning to bingo. So we're going to try something new in the tap room. We're going to play some bingo with prizes. Starts at 6.30 every Tuesday in April. How do you guys feel about bingo? I've never been a real big bingo guy, but I'm willing to try it out. I don't, think, I don't remember the last time I played bingo. It, yeah. Yeah. You're it's not exactly to... a game of skill, is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think he's trying to do it with like some like pop culture means and make it a little bit more like strategic, but who knows? We'll find out. Next Wednesday on the, the 12th of April, we will be co-hosting a three-mile community fun run with the Cap City Half Marathon and Fleet Feet in celebration of our continued partnership with those guys. Uh, more info about that event can be found on our website on the events page. And that's pretty much it for the rundown of Land Grant. How do you guys feel about this? Is this a good podcast? Any other closing thoughts on VaporCone or otherwise general uh, thoughts? One thing I was going to mention was, um, again, sort of going back to the collab portion of this, was uh, the name. I think that was you guys. There was, what, a, a sonic boom when you were uh, driving up, I believe? On the way up, and we were about an hour late, by the way, so sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> on the way up, I don't know why we started talking about it, but we started talking about the sonic boom. How long does that last? What happens if you're below it? Does it last for five minutes? And, you know, we just started running with that, and the whole, like, technology and being ahead of the times and stuff kind of all coincided with the beer and then someone found out that a vapor cone is that thing that forms in front of the plane when it goes faster than the speed of sound and hop cones vapor cone state of the art it all just naturally fell in place yeah what is the state of the art uh, referencing to is that just because you guys believe that you made the state of the art pale ale or what's uh I, don't, I, I, I maybe I'm missing the reference. It's, it's mostly to the just the modern ingredients and techniques that we're using, like Got the it. fresh frozen and um, the the thiolized yeast, and even the the steamed crystal. All kind of new to us, anyway. Which is what we try to do in a collab. It's like, what have you guys not used before? What have you not done before, technique wise? And yeah, luckily we were able to to bring quite a few things uh, to the party um, for this guy. Well, I hope that we collab again soon, and I'm sure that we will. Uh, if that in that event, what kind of styles would you guys want to experiment playing with? Like, what, what would be next on the docket after a? a I think we ruled payload? out a hazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, honestly, if we like did another pale ale, I'd be super <laughs> excited about that. Keep the series um, going. But uh, you know, I don't know. We maybe go light, dark, light, something like that. Um, there, there's plenty of classic styles out there that deserve to be sort of re-examined. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything specific because as soon as I say it, someone else is going to make it and it's going to make me super mad. So I'm just going to keep it to myself. 
Awesome. Well, thanks again, uh, Grant, Keith, Nathan, for joining us. Uh, this has been a really fun episode. Uh, we look forward to having more beers with you guys here as soon as we uh, stop this recording. Uh, to you listeners out there, we also invite you guys to come down to one of those many events we listed off. Come and get yourselves a vapor cone. Tip the bartenders. We'll see you on the feed next week. Thank you. Out. Out. Out.